Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Newsreel. My name is Jeremy. And my name is Ken. And we have a Stranger Things filled episode today. We we finally finished season four. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not finally, but I have to really do a little bit of a procrastinate. I was procrastinating a lot for for this season. Volume one. So yeah, volume (laughs) especially volume one. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, guilty. Yeah, I'm guilty of that. But I want to kick off with our question of the day, our TNR question of the day. And it it kind of relates to Stranger Things, but also movies, because that's what we're all about here on the show. Uh, Ken, I want to ask you, what is your ideal runtime for a movie and for a TV show? Yeah, I mean... Obviously, it got a lot of pub. Uh, well, this season of Stranger Things uh, four because the, the episodes were like literally all supersized episodes. I know that the finale in Volume One was like a what an hour and thirty eight, um, and then mm-hmm. some of these new episodes was like a hundred. Uh, sorry, uh, an hour and twenty five for episode eight, I think, uh, around there, and then it was about two twenty, I think, for episode nine. I was like, wow, we're watching basically back to back movies. Um, in preparation for this particular episode. So to answer the DNR question of the day, for me, it's funny. My ideal runtime for a movie is actually shorter than episode (laughs) nine (laughs) of uh, Stranger Things 4. Uh, My ideal runtime is two hours and 15 minutes because I feel like two hours is is good enough to tell a story um, on average. But I feel like if you want it, if you have like really good dialogue and everything, or if you want to actually... Um, I guess give a little bit of extra exposition and give time for movies to kind of breathe somewhere in the middle. Um, I think two hours and 15 minutes is the perfect uh, amount of time. And then uh, 2.30 sometimes can drag a little bit. Um, I, it's weird how 15 minutes can make a, a difference. But two hours and 15 for a movie. For a TV show, I feel like a lot of my favorite TV shows are at about 50 minutes. Dude, we so <laughs> we have like the same thing, kind of the same rationale though. Um, yeah, for my movie runtime, I would say two hours and fifteen minutes. About, I was almost gonna say two hours and twenty minutes, uh, but somewhere around that that little five minute range. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Varied it up and said two hours and sixteen minutes. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know, it's, just, it's like just that one little shot I needed, you know. <laughs> That one minute shot, I like really appreciate that extra montage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, some movies don't like. It feels weird when they're two hours and fifteen minutes. Like comedies should really be mm-hmm. an hour and thirty to an hour forty-five most of the time. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But really drama heavy, uh, you know, and action movies usually two hours to two hours and fifteen. I think our body kind of knows when it's. A little too long, even when the movie's good. Um, I don't know how long our bodies can like stay seated. I think that's why, like Michael Bay movies, right? They're action, hella adrenaline, all that stuff, but they're usually kind of long, like the two hours and thirty to two forty. And it's like, man, this is really drag sometimes. Even though a lot's happening, it feels really slow. So it's, I feel like our body naturally knows. And I was gonna say. For TV, though, it was kind of weird how the Stranger Things episodes were reaching into, like, 90 minutes. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, oh, that's like a movie, um, which is fine because it's like it's a very special thing that they're doing. 
But in general, I do like 50 minutes is pretty good. If the move, if the TV show is really good, I like like 55 or an hour even like without mm-hmm. credits, just because you you're so invested, you get super soaked into the show. Especially if it's a weekly show, that's I have to I have to mention that right. <laughs> it's like uh, you, you can't just binge watch hour episodes. I feel like an hour is a perfect length week to week that you can just enjoy like you got enough and it'll carry you on to the next week. Yeah, I uh I was uh tried to find uh I guess a happy medium because I, I agree with you in general, like an hour is like a, a good amount of time. Uh but I feel like uh you know like I guess now that uh like a show like Breaking Bad used to be on um on AMC before and uh now it's on netflix like the whole series and those are about 42 for the most part um for you know like you know the big you know especially in the early to mid season uh and middle seasons and so like i feel like 42 is like the like the as low as i would go for like a story again these are actually for story driven movie and tv shows like again if it's like a comedy or whatever 30 minutes for a show and um what do you call it an hour and 45 probably at the most uh just like you mentioned but uh in general for stuff that i generally enjoy and consider you know like movies that or tv shows that i'd like to throw into rankings those are pretty much where i would go yeah i agree i agree uh but um like jeremy said we do have uh this special episode ordinarily we do have like a movie and a tv topic but i mean i feel like uh i mean we wanted to make sure that we did uh this episode and this tv show justice and so uh last week uh for our tv topic we covered uh stranger things four volume one for the most part uh jeremy uh was a little bit behind in terms of like his viewing and he got through basically all of episode five and the very very beginning of episode six and so uh we technically don't know what his thoughts were on the ending of volume one so this week's tv topic will be on the very end of volume one but mainly on volume two because that did just recently get released uh on july 1st and we are recording this on july 6th so um just to kind of piggyback off of last week jeremy i mean yeah we we kind of heard what your feelings were last week through episode five what was the best thing about um the last couple of episodes in volume one like what what was one thing uh and in if you want to go with the most obvious thing but uh you can but i i'm just curious to know what your thoughts were on those last couple of episodes especially with a, a pretty big reveal yeah i mean i would probably have to go with the most obvious thing but it, for a reason that i think we both appreciate because uh, i think we both saw the vecna reveal coming <laughs> um, I actually didn't really, I really I, only be, <laughs> again I, I i was watching i started uh binge watching volume one at 10 o'clock at night on a saturday mm. <laughs> so by the time i was getting close to vecna reveals I, it was like uh i don't know like light was i feel like coming back it was like almost sunrise yeah <laughs> so That's i may it. have missed certain like uh i don't know uh I guess obvious um, clues. I guess. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I was I wasn't surprised. I mean, I could definitely see that how you become a little um, hazy <laughs> in the wee more hours of the morning. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that was pretty obvious, at least to me, just because I don't know, maybe I got spoiled or something like real quick. But the thing that I appreciated most about that reveal was that it explained all the way back to the creation of that first gate in season one. And I, I, it's so good that I don't know if they planned it from the beginning, <laughs> uh, you know, when they first started season one to now season four. And that's how, I guess, how tight the show is so far with the writing. Um, and, you know... I know that both of us always appreciate when movies or shows uh, explain things well, like in like a retrospective type of way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like how they um, they were able to do a lot of references to some of the earlier seasons, and and I felt like it wasn't forced. It, for the most part, in a lot of different um, scenari- uh, scenarios where they would connect everything. Because, I mean, we were talking about how, um, you know, especially with Eleven's storyline, uh, especially when she uh, is involved in the Nina project, we get to, you know, see a lot of, like, flashbacks and everything. And mm-hmm. so it's it's natural to be able to kind of see a lot of, like, montages from earlier seasons and everything and how they can you know, make it seem forced just as like, okay, hit us over the head with it. But I felt like, uh, in general, in general, they, they actually used, uh, clips from past seasons in a really good way. Mm, yeah, I agree. Which is like this whole season, I got the feeling that this was the end of the show. Mm. Um, but correct me if I'm wrong. They actually announced season five, like, back earlier this year in like February or something like that. Cause I like when I was watching the volume two finale last night, I was like, Oh shoot. How are they going to end the, how are they going to end the show? And I was like, yeah, yeah okay. It doesn't seem like, a, like I'm like, guys, it's the last 30 minutes uh, or something like that. The last 15 minutes. And it wasn't like wrapping up the way I thought it was going to. So going into the season, I really thought they were going to end the show, and oh. <laughs> so it's kind of weird. Like De- definite different different lenses because I knew already because I think they had actually announced that even when season four was in production a while ago, the Duffer Brothers wanted this story arc, this show, to only last five seasons. So I already knew going into this season that this was going to be the penultimate season and that's why i was like pretty excited with it because generally speaking the penultimate of anything and i think we talked about in in a recent episode of the newsreel where we talked about a lot of the penultimate episodes in like game of thrones were always a lot of the the better episodes some of the more iconic episodes and and i uh, i was you know i i didn't want to give unfair uh expectations to season four of stranger things but uh, when they you know took the time to announce that it was like okay volume one and a volume two with the, especially the run times I was like okay I could kind of kind of guess how some of the um, like the story would kind of flow it's like okay they're gonna probably end volume one with a with a mid season finale obviously you know cliffhanger 
and then heading into volume two. And obviously that'll set up the following season. But I felt like they wrapped up the story threads pretty well. Mm, you know, I feel like I didn't know it was going to end because we didn't have newsreel during that time, <laughs> you know, in, in February. And yeah. who knows, maybe I did come across him. I'm glad that I forgot, though, if I did know, uh, because it, it was a wild ride, honestly. But uh, to continue my thoughts from last week a little bit, the storylines, for the most part, uh, I still have the same thoughts about them. I'm a little bit... Not disappointed in the Hopper storyline. I still think it's a really good storyline. Um, and now knowing that it's not the final season, I'm glad that it makes sense now that you have him in the whole prison storyline for the whole season. So it's not like, it, oh, his death was not like, or this resurrection in a way was not earned. So mm-hmm. in a way, because maybe i was a little bit bitter like oh man hopper's not he's off all the way in russia and this is the final season what he's not doing anything and then um but now knowing that there's gonna be another season they're all in hawkins right now yeah so i'm that that makes it a little bit better for me but maybe while i was watching the show i had that expectation that oh yeah the hopper storyline was a bit disappointing but overall i still it's super epic in a way yeah I think for you, though, I think this is more of like an investment with Hopper. Obviously, dude, Hopper, especially the first three seasons, was good. I felt like he was a little bit more on the sidelines or whatever um, because he was such a uh, central part of um, the first three seasons. But I want to say that because he – I felt like season four was more of like a – like kind of a – Rocky four, you know, like obviously he kind of now is in – I mean, obviously we get the the coincidence. Oh, they're both in the Soviet Union. But I feel like now they went out of their way to talk about how Hopper is much skinnier and in shape. I feel like we're going to get a real badass Hopper in season five because, I mean, we got a little bit of a glimpse with it in this season, like especially towards the end. Um, when, you know, they were, you know, he was going up against the Demogorgon and all the Demodogs in, in, in the last couple of episodes, but dude, I feel like we're going to get a lot more badass Hopper. And I, I, and I feel like this investment with season four, where he's kind of like a little bit on the sidelines, he's coming in for the fourth quarter and he's going to be doing like damage, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Cause dude, when just talking about uh, Hopper again in the prison and versing the the demogorgon there with the sword and all that it's so over the top i'm like when i saw the the sword on the floor i'm like no way is he gonna use that and then they surely enough he runs out of ammo or whatever and then looks at the sword i'm like oh shoot so that's so 80s (laughs) but but and with the slow motion and everything but i loved it i'm glad you mentioned the sword but because I came across a random tidbit yesterday on social media, the sword, He-Man. and you will appreciate this, uh. is an actual prop from the original Conan. The I want to say Conan the Barbarian movie. No way! Because yeah. I was like, oh man, is this like a He-Man reference? But I was like, that looks like a very Conan sword. And it, and, and, it, and it was. And the way he just held it, you know, it's like you got to hold it like Arnold with two hands. Yeah. But it's the actual prop from the movie. I gotta re- I gotta research that. 
Yeah, research that. I, I want to say it's from Conan the Barbarian. Okay, uh, not the destroyer. the actual Conan movie. I may have gotten wrong, but I want to say it's from that uh, specific one. Okay, got I got to double check that, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to fact check that, especially if it is related to Arnold. Yeah, now I have to rewatch the whole movie. Uh huh. Uh huh. Exactly. The Barbarian, the Destroyer, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but did I guess anything change in terms of? Um, like where, I guess, some of your nitpicks. I know that uh, there were, um, I guess, certain nitpicks that we did have that we talked about in Volume 1. Uh, throwing in now the end of Volume 1 and Volume 2, has any of that changed? Especially knowing where some of the uh, plot threads, uh, I guess, come to an end? Ooh, um, let's see. I remember some of my nitpicks were with Will and, um, not okay. Steve, what's his name? Uh, Jonathan. Jonathan. I did really like the scenes that they had, like that they built up, be, like the for the character arcs, but it felt, I don't know. It's still like the Jonathan stuff. I still have a huge nitpick with, uh, with the whole like now. I feel like they're gonna have like a love triangle between Steve, Jonathan, and Nancy once again, reminiscent yeah. of season one. Um, and now we're kind of. It's like, shoot, will Jonathan end up with Nancy? Will I, I really thought Steve was going to die. I almost thought Steve and Robin was going to die um, when they were whole, giving their whole speech outside the RV to each other. I was like, dude, these two are going to die. <laughs> but I still, yeah, I still have a bit of a, I'm curious of how this love triangle is going to go. But the Will stuff, I think, the scenes were well done enough that I did end up carrying a bit just because of the, the history like in season one and all that stuff. But the whole setting up and the love triangle once again, made me kind of cringe. I'm like, dang it. Like I, I stick to stick to one person. You know what I mean? I don't know, but maybe it's, it's uh it'll fan the flames for the fans of who like to ship people. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I didn't uh, mention last week that uh, actually now finishing season four uh, last night as well, that uh, it's kind of a minor, uh, I don't know if it's minor, but I feel like it was a nitpick. I feel like, again, related to what I said about how the cast is getting bigger and bigger, hmm. I felt like someone needed to die and I and they were really setting up Max to actually die and for her to actually still be alive. Was it disappointment for me even though she was i feel like the mvp and the the heartbeat of season four mm-hmm. um she i think needed to die and i thought that uh by her, keeping her alive uh you, i i i wasn't a big fan of that you know i have my theory that max is actually dead um that remember when she when 11 went into max's mind it was just dark and silent mm-hmm. She was like calling for Max, Max. And Will was saying, Oh, I feel Vecna. He's still here. Like, yeah. uh, he's in Hawkins or whatever. I can feel him more than ever. Um, I feel like one, Vecna slash, what's his name? Um, Henry. <laughs> Henry. Yeah. <laughs> Henry. Slash, I, I like the running DI because obviously there's so many different names. Like, I feel like. Vecna is in Max. 
at least surviving his soul is in her i feel like i mean in a way i didn't want max to die just because like you said she was the heart of season four always liked her scenes but i think she's actually dead that's my theory Mm. and that he's just growing Mm. in that comatose body right now okay i guess i could definitely see that um I don't know. They they made it seem like Eleven did something to keep her to keep her alive mm. because obviously they they alluded to the fact that uh, or Lucas mentioned in the dialogue that she actually like her her heart actually stopped for about a, a, a minute, minute yeah. and then and then start beating again and obviously now we're back in the um, what do you call it in the hospital and everything and I don't know. Um, I guess another nitpick for me was a lot of the stuff dialogue wise and some of the actions were a little predictable. Mm. I was like, dude, I don't want to have it where I can predict some of the stuff because I feel like obviously I'm not like uh, a creative writer in, in that regard, but I, I don't know. I caught some of the stuff and I was like, Ugh. Ooh, I have a question. The, um, your yeah. nitpick. I remember you, you really didn't like the whole um, captain of the basketball team storyline. How did you feel? How that ended? That storyline. <laughs> I mean, he died, but I th- I thought I thought it was pretty horrible, horrible. But I, I like how they just yada yada his death because yeah. he was like, oh, the thing split and it split him in half. I was like, ooh, that was kind of brutal. But I liked that how they didn't even really mention it. I was like, that was wow, kind of- we spent all that time for for that. Yeah, see, that's I what thought I'm that saying. was really messy. <laughs> see, like that's what I'm saying. It's like I'm glad that he had less. Uh, screen time in the in volume two but if he in a way because but at the same time i wanted uh for the everything that happened in volume one to mean something but for them to be like oh i I thought he was gonna have a little bit more of a i don't know it was it was a messy ending for that storyline where it's like they didn't even mention him Later on, it, and it wasn't even like they had a, a camera shot focused on his death. It was literally a panning motion. <laughs> I was like, oh, shoot, he's he's cutting half. It's like, oh, yeah, you like you couldn't move the guy like freaking three feet away from the crack or something like that. Or he could have just fell in. <laughs> yeah, or something I'm like, dang, dude, that's brutal. But um, yeah. but not, they didn't even like linger on his body or anything or his face. It's just it's just a passing shot. And I thought that was... As much as we were like kind of nitpicking on how much time that they were giving that character, because there's so much other storylines we could focus on, I feel like they could have ended that much better rather than, oh, let's spend so much time with this guy just so that Lucas can fight him at the very end. That's it. Yeah, that was it was it was very um one note like, you know what I mean? I felt like uh they could have they could have um, gave him nuanced characteristics, and um, I don't know if I'm like overthinking this part of uh, part of the that whole storyline, but for him to just like pull a gun on on Lucas or whatever, um, I don't know. It's it, it screamed a lot of, I guess what's going on right now with uh, with the gun violence and you know gun rights and whether or not we we need to like throw on more. Um, regulations on it and everything so i mean i don't want to get too political or whatever but it, it i felt like 
that I, I i don't know if it was like a strong connection but i it was like in the back of my mind especially mm. with what's been going on uh lately lately in this country i feel like that's totally a possibility in in addition to the the main message that they were that lucas said out loud was like oh i don't want like i want it to be the popular person but i should just be me you know what i mean <laughs> type, yeah. of, type, yeah. of, type of message um i wanted to ask you a question though um yeah go for it because which I guess ties into both the end of volume one and a lot of volume two. Um, what was your favorite tearjerker moment of this season? <laughs> oh man. Cause there's um, a lot. I, yeah, there was a lot. Uh, I mean, I, even though, I mean, we talked about it last week, Jonathan and, 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 um, Will having kind of their moment at the pizza place, uh, in, in the finale, that was pretty, that was really good. I mean, they, they kind of, spoiled it during the the trailer or whatever um but i thought that was a pretty good one i think my favorite one though is still um max um what well, we, we thought she died um and you get lucas obviously i they i felt like they telegraphed it obviously i think they that was intentional because you know they were about to go on that date they had mm. the drawing and everything they were obviously like trying to really good like team. Yeah, it was really good. And then obviously you get Eleven uh, piggybacking and, and still mourning at the time her, her um, basically her bestie. Because she really only has one girlfriend, you know what I mean? And I don't really count Joyce because she's more of a mother mother figure. Yeah, yeah. I definitely would choose that too. Um, but yeah, that scene, just the way that Lucas was reacting and, and it very much mirrors what the audiences should be feeling yeah. <laughs> at that time, yeah. that, that panic. And just because in episode four, she was so near death mm-hmm. in that dear Billy episode that it's like, dang, after all that shit, it's either that she could at that moment, she should have really died in episode four or she gets to live. So it's like, now you get this in between kind of, it's like, Oh crap. It's like, is she dead? Is she not? It's like, crap, she died even though she survived before. It's like, I don't know how to feel as an audience member of, you know, yeah, I guess anyone can die at any moment. But for the sake of the audience and all that stuff. It, uh, I kind of wish they would have went Game of Thrones, full Game of Thrones on 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 some of the characters. Or just kill know, off dude. a lot of people. <laughs> well, not necessarily like a lot of people, but, you know, like if it made sense uh, within like the uh, season four arc, you know, Max would be one. I'm glad that they actually uh, tied off uh, Eddie Munson, even though I thought I thought I, I liked his character more and more as I saw him on screen mm-hmm. and everything. And I felt like his um, his uh, story arc was a satisfying one because, you know, you get to see some of his character development within the nine episodes. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He was one of the ones that had to grow on me from episode yeah. one and then onwards. He definitely became a standout. Um, I want to say, did you have a nitpick with how much, like, uh, when all the gates basically create that earthquake and all this crack throughout the whole city? And you got that huge wide shot at night. But then when it says, oh, uh, two days later, I'm like, what the hell? And then they don't show the cracks again. So it's like, did it happen? And it's like there was no other wide shot, no other uh, way of showing the destruction. They just kind of like, oh, we're back at at uh, Joyce's house and all that stuff. And then we're at the gym. I, I, it, I felt like this disconnect. 
between the destruction that we just saw versus where we're ending until that very last shot. Yeah, li- I literally think they just are not really arbitrary. It wasn't arbitrary. I think it was intentional the two days because that's how long it takes to drive from uh, Nevada to get to to, to Hawkins. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it's like, okay, that's going to be a two day trip. So we're just going to do two days. But when they were showing Argyle driving the uh, the pizza bus back into Hawkins, it was very strange that it just looked like regular normal traffic. Yeah. I don't know if it's because we're, you know, <laughs> from the city and everything, but I, it would have made more sense if they would have done some sort of zombie apocalypse traffic where, like, it's like stopping, basically stopped, and it's just gridlock trying to get the hell up out of Hawkins mm-hmm. and being able to see the cracks still, like, like hella glowing red and everything because that's basically what they showed and portrayed with all those four deaths opening this freaking huge gate Mm -hmm. um uh obviously to prepare uh prepare us for season five yeah i think that was a nitpick i'm like where are the cracks (laughs) you know when we see the argyle driving and all that stuff and yeah i guess just a nitpick to make that last shot super epic i guess yeah Exactly. Well, um, randomly, I mean, we we've now uh, done four full seasons. Do you have a how how would you actually rank uh, the first four seasons um, in terms of best to worst? Best to worst, I would go. Uh, which which season had? <laughs> I third season three was the one where they had um was it nine. The character. No, nine. that was uh, that was two? the second one. That was the, with uh, with eight. Eight. <laughs> See, I don't even. Remember. The character name. Yeah. Okay. That's I, going with the nine episodes. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, I'd probably go shoot. Maybe one, three, four, two. One, three, four, two. Okay. Yeah. I think <sighs> I still have one. Yeah. I, th- no. I, th- I think still one's still iconic, but I think I have uh, just doing this re- latest rewatch. It was weird. I think season three didn't hold up as much mm. as it should have. Um, I think the margin is so very I, close to me, in my defense. Yeah. So I think I have four second now mm-hmm. because of the scale. Mm. And I, I appreciated like the uh, the attempts at making this like a, into a, like an epic <laughs> um, horror slash uh, suspenseful slash sci-fi um, genre show. I, I I enjoyed this, you know, like the the ambition. So I'll go one, four, three, and two. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think I could agree with that too. Uh, I think I gotta watch it like a little bit slower this time. You know, I think so. Uh, let let things settle in, and uh, hopefully, I get get a more accurate. Hopefully, we don't have to wait as long for the next season. But it sounds like we're going to have to because they yeah. haven't even written the script yet. <laughs> Yeah, I think um I think we're probably going to get it in at least 3 years. So, yeah, yeah we'll see. Um, Especially if the if the episodes are as long as this season, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh last question before we wrap up this episode. Uh your lock in terms of predictions for season 5. Uh shoot. Like it's like just lock it down, just put money on it, bet the farm. One thing that you think will uh, happen in season five. Will is going to die. 
<laughs> Whoa, man. <laughs> Just be, it's going to come full circle from season one, dude. I feel like he has such a connection to the Upside Down uh, that he's ultimately... Like, the character has kind of just been, like, trying to figure out his way in the world since yeah. season one. That I feel like it's just, he's just going to die. Uh, I think you and I are thinking along the same lines, but I don't think Will dies. I think he gets extremely threatened because obviously they're bringing back his, uh, I guess, Spidey sense or whatever <laughs> to, like, the Mind Flayer slash Vecna or whatever's going on in the Upside Down. I want to say Jonathan saving will mm. ends up dying uh, because i feel like jonathan's character has grown stale for me um i i, I like the underdog um storyline in season one and um you know i i like even in season as, as recent as season three like their whole like reporter dynamic with uh her and uh him and uh nancy was actually i dug it and for him to be put on the sideline this whole season, I really didn't care for Jonathan's character. And actually, I wouldn't. I I hope that they give him something good where you know it will pay off his character. And I think the way to do that mm. is wills it like totally in peril, and he ends up uh, sacrificing himself to save his brother. Ooh, see, that's gonna that's a good prediction. But I wonder how they're gonna deal th- with that and. The whole love triangle. Yeah, well, you got to get rid of one, right? Yeah, you got, yeah, I got rid of one. Like, I didn't know that. It's like, see, I thought Steve was gonna die, you know? Yeah. But I mean, that could still happen. It's good that still could happen. still happen. That's could still be happen. Um, MVP for Volume Two. MVP, uh, Max for sure. Mm, okay. Oh, wait, I'll go oh with... you said Volume Two. Volume, volume two. two. Shoot. Volume Two. Crap. Uh, Papa. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, dude, it's like freaking he survived. He, he could survive again. Um, uh, yeah, I feel like the, he's, I, I don't think he died yet. <laughs> it's like I didn't see I didn't see the, I didn't see, the last breath. I didn't see, I didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like uh, I think he's still alive. You know, I'm just going to, I forgot to mention this, but Murray, this whole season has been good. And I, I thought he was annoying before. So it's like. Yeah, I, this season I was like, oh, this guy's actually pretty cool. So I'll I'll give it to him. Underrated. I love it now because he. I felt like he and um, uh, Joyce actually had a pretty good kind of. Um, it was a different dynamic between like Joyce and, and and Hopper that we've seen for like the first three seasons. So it gave Joyce an opportunity to be able to to do something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when he said, "I have a black belt," I'm like, "Oh crap, here we go." But they actually did well. So, <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, just I, I just remembered a re- another random tearjerker. I even though it was telegraphed because I, I knew that they had to the way they ended season three, and obviously it being season four, I knew that they were going to do a, a Hopper and L um, reunion. Uh, I thought that was really good, even I, though yeah. it was telegraphed. Even though, because it, it's their only scene together in the whole se- yeah. whole season, and you knew yeah. it was gonna come eventually, but it still got you. <laughs> so, I still, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I was like, it. man, this is because we uh, of all the time that we spent, obviously, just watching Elle grow up before our eyes from season one when she was basically still a girl. Now she's 
well, her and all the ki- the kids from season one, they're all grown up now. It's so crazy to me. Yeah, that's it. It's crazy. And when the next season comes out three years from now, hopefully, Dude, it's they're like, they're going to be adults. They're, they're be adult. <laughs> there must be a time skip or something, man, because they're going to look different. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, yeah, I mean, it, there's so much going on uh, in this season. I, I just hope that we get it um, while the iron is hot but i don't think so um i'm already calling it what what are we in 2022 yeah uh yeah i think 2025 for season five is gonna be probably the reality yeah yeah well hopefully it's gonna be worth it as long as they do a good job it's uh, it's it's like a movie right you have to wait a few years to get a good one Exactly. Uh, so, speaking of pretty good movies, what are we going to be watching? What are we going to be talking about for our episode on the weekly reel? Oh, this coming Monday, we actually get a little bit more multiversal fun, but within the uh, style of A24. So, this coming Monday, we'll be talking about everything, everywhere. All at once. I just wanted to make sure again that I got that title correct because surprise, surprise, it's actually still in theaters. Uh, Jeremy just recently watched it in mm-hmm. theaters. Um, I ended up, um, you know, just uh, I didn't have time to actually go out there and try to watch it. I, I'm regretting that decision uh, more and more with each, each passing minute. Uh, but I did uh, get to buy the digital version of it. It's out to available to to buy, and also now available to rent on Apple, uh, Prime Video, YouTube, Redbox, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, definitely check that out um, in time for our episode, which will air on July 11th. Yeah, so go check that out. Uh, all the places that Ken said so. Uh, and if you want to keep up with us during the week, participate in polls, see what we're up to, even if you want to message us, uh, where can they reach us, Ken? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Weekly Real. Also, we do have a, um, we have a TikTok, at Weekly Real Pod. It's just the only outlier. But yeah, follow us anywhere there. And obviously, our podcast is available on Apple, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, et cetera, et cetera. All the, all the major platforms. Yeah, so feel free to reach out to us. Talk especially anything uh, Stranger Things Season 4. We would love to talk to you there. So uh, until everything, everywhere, all at once, we'll see you next time on The Real. <laughs>